Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right. It is The Big Show. Happy Monday. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake uh, with you from our Carrier Zone Sports Network, Studio One. No longer in Studio Two. Uh, Across the glass from me, of course, is the one and only Austin Horton. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Uh, hope you've had a uh, wonderful uh, weekend filled with sports and uh, other sordid activities. And uh, hopefully uh, things went better for you than they did for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, Saturday was a bit of a rough one. Did uh, uh, come in and do the pre-half and post. And for, for games like that, it, it, it can be a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting. But uh, yeah, it was a very uneventful weekend for me. I had to go to Lowe's multiple times, so there was that. Because you're still working in the art. Yeah, still doing that. I, you know, I love working in the heat, Gordon. That's just sounds like a great idea, doesn't I'm it? I'm glad to hear that you're using that wheelbarrow. I yeah, I did use the wheelbarrow quite a bit over the weekend, actually. <laughs> I did. It's funny you say that. And then uh, yesterday, well, uh, we took our our two year or excuse me, three year old. Jeez, two year old. We took our three year old shopping to the the toy section, Gordon, because her her great grandmother got her, you know, uh, a couple of bucks for her birthday and said, "Go get something nice." So we we bought her a couple things uh, at the 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 toy store, and she bought this giant red ball. And, of course, the, the time that she picked to play with said ball was like 3.30 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so right when it was, you know, setting records for this day in this community, she's like, hey, let's go outside. And so how I, hot, I did that for a while. Uh, what did we hit yesterday, Austin? Do you know, like 102? Was it I think it was, was it that high, 104? I don't I'm know. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. But, you know, I'll do, uh, I'll do anything for... For the three-year-old. Oh, see, I told my two-year-old outside was closed yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I uh, we, we got some sunscreen on, and we went out and played with the ball. It was fun. Putting right. sunscreen on a, on a three-year-old is certainly not the most fun thing in the world. Mm. Not well, that you'd know, Gordon. No, I, well, I mean, I've done that in the past, but it was a long time ago. So, I'm, I'm thinking Lisa did it a long time ago, though. Well, I used to I used to help out in that regard. But you bit. bought it, right, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now it's time for the grandkids to get uh, lathered up and uh, get on out there, you know. But uh, anyway, I, I like the heat. I don't like working necessarily in the heat uh, because you know, as uh, through my years of uh, many 
jobs of manual labor that I've done, I've I've had to work in the heat, and uh, there's aspects of it that I really liked, but uh, other aspects not so much. Gordon, we do have a lot to do today. Of course, we will talk about the Utah Jazz and NBA basketball. The Jazz take on the Lakers tonight. 7 o'clock start, 6 o'clock pregame, and uh, should be a good one. This is the latest Jazz start of the eight. Well, actually, we know game times for their first seven games, but uh, this will be their one and only 7 o'clock start. Uh, the rest, uh, Wednesday's game is at uh, Austin 1230, I believe, and Friday's game is at noon. No, 11. So, the, yeah, love those that, early games. That game tonight against the Lakers, it's uh, where they are. It's 9 o'clock. So, that's uh, that's really late. Yeah, it's a late one. So, we will talk about that. We have to talk about the Pac-12 players. Uh, I don't know. What do we call it, Gordon? It's not, I guess, not a strike per se. It's kind of a list of Look demands. Look for the union label. You know, I've been thinking about this. You know, if we were going to make a list of things that uh, we absolutely had to have uh, to do radio, what well, what would that list look like? Well, I probably hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. It would probably start with the you know the the broadcast tower. You know, that's pretty necessary. The antenna. Yeah, yeah we'll but, get to that. You know, but, but I mean, could we if we were going to make some reforms? Uh, we'd want to probably get rid of Lloyd, right? Well, yeah, that's number one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. What do you mean get rid but of? But I, you know, I write Scotty in. <laughs> like mafia get rid of? Or? No, 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 no violence. I, I write an email weekly to Scotty and Castro advocating just that, <laughs> and they haven't listened yet. I just wonder, when I saw the list, and I thought some of the things, okay, I get that. You know, some of the things I thought, no way in hell that that's ever going to happen. But... I started thinking about what if everybody made a list? I, I would put omelet station near the top of my demands. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that I actually can make very well in the kitchen. Really? I make a fine omelet. I cannot really? at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. What goes wrong? Everything. It moves everywhere. I don't have the patience. It burns. I don't know. It just scrambled it all. <laughs> so it just it's turns a scrambled into a, omelet. <laughs> into hash. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's get started. Where do you want to start today, Gordon? You want to start uh, jazz? You want to start with uh, with Pac-12 players? What, what do you want to get to first? Uh, we'll start with the jazz. Why not? I mean, they're playing tonight. Let's get to it, uh, even though it's not exactly happy talk, but uh, we saw what we saw. All right. Let's get to it. Austin, hit it. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So tough night as the Jazz lose to the Thunder. They go to 1-1 one and one in the restart. 110-94 is going to be the final. Wasn't pretty. There, uh, no. Gordon against Oklahoma City on, on Saturday was not pretty. Nobody played well. The Jazz got smashed. They were down 20 most of the game. What do you think? Well, uh, a number of things to get to on this. Uh, when the Jazz shoot 25% from three and they're putting up 31 shots, and uh, 31 these days, what the Rockets shoot the other day, 60? Yeah, 31 is probably not enough, actually. Yeah, but uh, cannot shoot from the perimeter. And what's leading up to that? Quinn Snyder was really bothered by the hesitation, the lack of aggressiveness, uh, the, the, the lack of spacing because guys were 
pounding the ball into the court. I mean, they, there wasn't enough ball movement, and there wasn't enough driving to the basket. And, and then the spacing collapsed, and guys couldn't hit shots. And so when all of that's going on, you're, you've got yourself a mess offensively. Yeah, and and defensively it wasn't terrific either. Oh yeah, uh, but, but you know, but, but one thing that really stood out to me, I thought the Thunder really accounted themselves well. They played tough defense, and the Jazz absolutely collapsed under that pressure. Well, all the the Thunder have a bunch of wing players, big long guys that that mm. do go out there and play defense. Lou Dort. I mean, he's only 6'3", but what a physical defender that guy is. He's an undrafted free agent out of Arizona State last year. He he was, you know, he didn't shoot the ball well, which is not a specialty, but he is a fine defensive player. And they just had a, a number of different solid defensive players that they could throw out the, at the Jazz. When, when we talked about the Jazz being small, maybe an issue, that's what we saw on Saturday. And if you're not making your threes, then it's tough to overcome your built-in disadvantages. Okay, so Jake, when 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 I say the Jazz need to be tougher and stronger, how do you interpret that for this particular team? I mean, you just mentioned size is a bit of an issue. What else? Well, I don't, I don't really think that's entirely possible because that's just not how this particular roster is built to be a tough team. It's just not. I mean, Rudy's Rudy's a pretty tough player, but the way he's built with his high hips, as Coach Chiesa uh, talks about, um, it's a little difficult for him. I mean, Stephen Adams uh, is one of the few players that can really push Rudy around. But I mean, who who is a physical player you want to see more out of? Because that's not he- Jordan Clarkson's game. That's not Donovan's game. That's not. Uh, Mike Conley's game, it's Joe Ingles' game a little bit, but I mean, who are you? Who are you talking about being tougher? Well, that's not even the part of it that I'm really looking at, and that's why I was uh, ambiguous on purpose. I brought that up because you don't really think that the Jazz are a tough, tough team. But Quinn was calling for them to be stronger in their decision making, stronger in their force. He—that's a word he uses a lot. They weren't forceful offensively it seemed as though they got bogged down guys were uh, caught up in isolation play and the ball wasn't moving it was sticking and then guys weren't going strong to the rack and so when that happens the jazz cannot abide that especially when they're making 25 percent from three i just and, and those things are all connected well if they if they shoot 25 percent from three they're going to lose i mean that's got to get better I don't know but how much more force think- they can play with, but I know they can make more shots than that. They're the best uh, three-point shooting team in the league from a percentage standpoint. Just well, that, get was that-, with, that was with Bogdanovich. I, uh, granted, but it's not like you know Joe Ingles forgot how to shoot, or Royce O'Neal, who's in the, the high 30s. I mean, he was 2 of 4. He was one of the few uh, mm-hmm. positives from three in that game. But uh, Mike Conley was shooting 38% from three by the time the shutdown happened. I mean... They're, they're better than they're showing. George Niang, one of seven. I mean, like Horrible. we talked about, if he's, he's not making... He's bad in both games. Right. And so, uh-huh. uh, you know, I I expect those threes to start going down more. I do. They're going to make but more what, shots. What, what do you make of what Quinn was insinuating? Well, it wasn't just insinuating. He was flat out saying it, that they need... The spacing needs to improve, and the way to improve the spacing is to have guys move the ball and to have them attack the rim. And there was there was like this uh, 
this hesitation for a second or two, and it was enough that the Thunder were able to, to bump the Jazz off their spots, and the whole thing just sort of, like I said, collapsed. Yeah, I mean, they were terrible. I mean, that's there's no doubt. I'm not far be it for me to disagree with Coach Schneider. I, you know, open shots are his specialty. So, but the other team, you know, the other team's good too. And in the case of Oklahoma City, they're tough and they're tough defensively. Yeah, but the Jazz, the Jazz weren't even competitive in that game. No, they weren't. Just uh, like you said. Yeah, I mean, there was I mean, so that, much that didn't go right. Sure. Well, it's one thing to play a team that's tough, and you're going to lose some games. I get that, but the Jazz didn't even really show up in that game, and that. That had to be difficult. That had to be one of the more difficult games that Quinn Snyder's had to watch. Well, they did lose did not... by uh, what fifty to Dallas. Not that long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, there was that. Yeah, that. that uh, but but that uh, anybody who watched that game would just go on. What's the matter with this team? You you got to play better than that uh, to give yourself any kind of chance to to let alone do anything in the playoffs but just for self-respect yeah i mean they didn't play well that's that's a fact uh, i would certainly agree with that take if they if they don't play better than that they're going to lose a lot of games yep and then <laughs> the defense that's true it, yeah. i mean yeah that's a brilliant analysis right <laughs> that's true but, but that's it, it, it's it's all connected that's one of the things i find fascinating about basketball is one thing breaks down here and then that affects another thing and then another thing over here and then the whole thing. And then at the defensive end, when you're not making your shots, when you're not effective scoring, then then you can't, you know, next thing you know, you're getting dunked on. And it's it was that's what happened in that game. The Jazz, if the Jazz play like that against the Lakers tonight, watch out. You won't <laughs> – that will not be pretty. But here's they the, will have to do better. Here's the tricky part about tonight against the Lakers, though, is the the Lakers don't have anything to play for. The care factor is going to be interesting with the Lakers because what's really their motivation? They don't have any. They've locked up. Well, the they top still want to clinch. They want. Well, they don't have. They have to clinch. If they win tonight, they clinch it. Right. right. They're going to clinch it. Let's let's not yeah. pretend like they're not. And if they don't, who cares? There's no home court advantage. The, the top seed doesn't really do it for you anyway. Well, so, I didn't see. I didn't see the Lakers lose to Toronto. Did you see any of that game? I saw bits uh, and pieces. I I did not watch the entire thing start to finish. But okay. But but when I saw LeBron against the Clippers, he looked pretty motivated in that game. Right. So we'll see how they how motivated they are tonight. But the Jazz have to start to piece themselves back together again. And uh, remember, their earlier games against the Lakers, there were there were some kind of dismal moments there as well. So this is an opportunity for them to right themselves against a very good opponent, and whether they can do that or not. Uh, there are those who think the Lakers will be motivated because of the loss to Toronto and uh, wanting to clinch that thing and get it clinched ASAP. But this is really about the Jazz pulling themselves together and pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, really. That's, that's what they have to do. Uh, Austin is informing us that we have some breaking baseball news. Oh, it's not good, but I thought we might want to just throw this out there and then get back to happiness like the Jazz. Oh, wait, they haven't been very happy either. Uh, the Cardinals and Tigers four-game series completely postponed. 13 members of the Cardinals organization tested positive today from COVID-19. Is baseball going to happen? Yeah. Is it over, Jake? question. Well, this is one of the disappointing parts, and I'm not – 
casting judgment here or anything, but haven't I been reading reports that some of the players have been less than vigilant in uh, trying to be careful following protocol? Well, they're allowed to play doubles ping pong on the road. In baseball, yeah. they are. So this is a, this is the ping pong outbreak. Say that's it right there. That's what I'm the telling The doubles you. ping pong. The out- ping pong flu? Wow. Well. <laughs> doubles ping pong. Uh, so, yeah, probably, uh, I don't know. I, I heard an interesting, I was listening to uh, to Fox Sports Radio over the weekend, and I'm trying to remember, I think it was Rich Ormberger. I can't remember who it was. We were talking about this anyway, to, trying to give credit where it's due. But that uh, the owners uh, actually would lose less money if they don't play. So there's this theory out there that Major League Baseball owners set this thing up to fail and thus can uh, can basically redo the whole collective bargaining agreement never and that are are doing it on purpose like didn't do it uh like the nba quite intentionally yeah but how uh, would they have been able to do it like the nba uh why not hockey's doing something similar where they're having bubble cities right different cities like that oh they could have done the the spring training facility sites and isolated it all i'm sure but what do you make it what do you make of the reports that certain players weren't necessarily following what their guidelines were? I'm not surprised. It was. <laughs> most of those Marlins that test positive had been to Atlanta recently. Wasn't it? Uh, didn't they? One of them. Chicken wings? One of them uh-huh. was a, uh, a St. Louis casino. Uh-huh, I, I that heard was there that, that well, was yeah. one of them. You know, yeah, I'm not surprised. But then the NBA is now think, rethinking their retesting situation and when someone can be made available after testing or having a, a non right. uh, what was it what's it called a a non Inva- it's not as oh the i thought it was the inconclusive rep- test right. excuse me yes um I, I mean these these entire situations really need to be fluid but that that's really flawed when one side has no desire for it to work and i guess that's why i found that intriguing with or that opinion intriguing because, no, if, if Major League Baseball owners are basically rooting for this to fail and, and doing it so they can blame the players for it, if they are really that evil and sinister, then, then it's not going to work because it does need buy-in from everybody. And that, that maybe is something that I've learned from this or, or, or uh, observing this is the buy-in for the NBA is high. It would seem, you know, Lou Williams aside, it would see the, buy, the buy-in from everybody is pretty high. So, you know, for Major League Baseball to make it work, the buy-in from everybody has got to be high. And if it's not, then no, it's not going to work. Has anyone okay. seen J.R. Smith today? No. Okay. Well, anyway. how, how closely do you think they're monitoring him compared to the other players? Oh, he was mandated to wear the the wrist thing. <laughs> you think that was LeBron, an option for everybody? But LeBron's him. got a bark collar on him or an invisible fence <laughs> yeah, around his room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have to give the NBA credit because uh, under the circumstances, they're doing it as well as I think it can be done. So far, so good. Anyway, yeah. but but if if the NBA the the players lost that buy in, and all of a sudden you know it's not necessarily a priority, I don't I don't know what would happen for Major League Baseball. I mean they didn't view it as a priority and went to a casino, whatever team that was. Right. You know, that's not really high buy-in. So, I don't know. But then if the owners want to basically encourage them to go to the casino so it won't work, <laughs> well, well, then it's not going to work. Handing out coupons you, and yeah, such. Yeah, here, hey, guys. You, you really think that's what they're doing? 
I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was an interesting thought because I could see that if they truly do lose less money by not playing the game. Because keep in mind, they're still paying full boat on salaries with empty stadiums. So the TV money isn't covering that. Especially in baseball. I mean, not but that the TV quite, mo- money is, I, is not I, big, but the gate is huge in baseball. I understand, but that's quite an accusation to hurl out there. <laughs> I'm just re- repeating speculation, Gordon. No, I don't know. We I do know. know. We do know that there were owners in Major League Baseball. It was reported that were against right. the idea of doing it because Coming of back. that of that mm-hmm. reason. Yep. Yes, uh, but ultimately, I think you, you, what you said initially is is the crux of the matter. You have to have buy-in. Yep. You have to have it from the, those who are participating. Otherwise, it'll it'll never work. And it's it's too dangerous to be flippant about it. That's, uh, I mean, I'm concerned about the welfare of people. And uh, for, for people to be cavalier about that is just silliness to me. And I'm not even talking about competition on the field or the diamond. I'm talking about staying alive. I know. I, I think that exact same t- thing every time I see you and Austin holding hands. I just think, wow, you guys are being reckless. We 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 hold uh, back of hand to back of hand though. No longer palm to palm. No no longer. Yeah. <laughs> well, palm you know. Palm. What about the fingers? Are they are they intertwined? No interlocking. No, no interlocking. No. Okay. It's not it's not a lover's hold. It's a brotherhood hold. <laughs> Thanks for that clarification. All right, stay tuned. Let's let's it get in. Change. Let's get into the Pac-12 situation coming up next, Gordon. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Oh, excuse me. No, Aaron Falk is going to join us next. We'll get to the Pac-12 thing uh, a little bit toward the end of the hour. Aaron Falk joins us live from the bubble, straight ahead here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280. The zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. Guess who's back? You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today, Lionel Richie, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist inside at LiveNation.com. Just uh, in the mood for a little Lionel today, Gordo? Yeah, 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 why not? All right, let's jump out of the T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprint, coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for UtahJazz.com, but he is, uh, he's a podcaster. He's a, a photographer and uh, even a TV superstar uh, over the weekend. He is Aaron Falk with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Looking good, Aaron. I saw you on, uh, on the broadcast. Guys, if I knew it was Lionel Richie Day, I would have worn something nicer. <laughs> well, it's not exactly Lionel Richie Day. <laughs> sure it is. It should be. Well, it, it should okay. be a holiday. All right. Uh, how are you, Aaron? How's life in the bubble? What's uh, what's going on? You going stir-crazy yet? No, no, we're doing all right. It's, um, it's you know, said this, but just kind of getting into the routine of, of a game every other day, you know, minus the um, getting on a plane, which you would do after 
you know, a road game. Um, this feels very familiar, I think, to a lot of players at this point. It's you wake up, breakfast, film, shoot around, come back, nap, get ready for pregame, game, and, and same. it's the same routine. So I think just having these meaningful games and, and sort of that familiar um, – feel of, of that familiar rhythm is, is kind of helping guys kind of stay locked in and, and you know, get back to just kind of a normal feeling in a lot of ways. So I guess my question to you is based on what you saw on Saturday against the Thunder, was that just an off day for the Jazz or is this uh, more an indication of a fundamental flaw? Uh, you know, I think that was certainly an off day. You know, the, are there um, – you know, limitations to here and there or whatever, of course, with any team. But um, that, that just didn't look like the way that this team has looked, the way this team has practiced. Uh, you know, they, they kind of admitted they got out physical and, and, you know, ball movement stopped and, and didn't look anything like jazz basketball um, for, for long stretches. And on top of that, you have Oklahoma City making, uh, you know, everything in the first half and, and got away from them. So I, I don't, you know, I, I still think this is a, this is a very good team. Um, ever, no one was, was particularly sharp the other night. and You just look for a bounce back. You know, this is, this is a tough one again tonight. Um, but this is still, you know, a 42 win team that's headed into the playoffs. And there, there's a lot of talent here. So what was the vibe after the game on Saturday with the, with the team? Is it just kind of uh, – well, I guess let me put it this way. They're not going to shoot 25% from three for this entire thing. I, I would guess that they, they would feel like it was just an off day. But what was, the, what was kind of the vibe surrounding the team afterward? Yeah, I, I think, you know, obviously disappointed in, in the overall performance, but these guys are, are professionals and, and, you know, they know they have – things to work on and things to fix. But if you're going to get stuck on, on that performance with all that there's left to do, then, then you got to, you know, then you might, might as well check out now. These guys know that they, they can start looking forward. Um, and they still have a ton to play for even, you know, proceeding going back and forth with, with OKC and Houston right now. And um, obviously a bunch to play for come August 17th when the postseason starts. So uh, they've, you know, I, they were they were not in, you know, the best of mood, of course. But it's a, at the same time, it is one game. You throw it away and you start over. So, Aaron, you've seen a lot of basketball with this team through the years. Uh, it's one thing for us to say they didn't shoot the ball well, but what what is really going on? What is the lead up to that? Are, are they just missing shots, or is there? a problem that they need to address. I heard Quinn talk about being more forceful, more decisive. What's your observation? Yeah, I think if you, if you go back and watch that and, and you know, these guys will, will tell you, going back to the ball movement, it was sort of, you know, Donovan goes, Jordan goes, sort of alternate turns and not really um, running that blender that, that you've talked about so much over the years. It just didn't look... Um, as crisp and, and it wasn't as as you know the number of passes were, were down it just didn't look like you want that offense to look so I think getting into that that just allows the defense to kind of you know focus in and and shut down some of the things that you're trying to do when you're going one-on-one like that and and you know again a very big team tonight tough a tough defensive team is going to be a challenge but you know sooner or later they will get back to to that look and and uh you know, that ball moving will pick up and 
buckets will start coming again. Aaron, I, I understand the tropical storm has pushed a little further to the north, but was there any concern about uh, about that weather, or did they uh, issue any uh, advice? Um, no, you know, I think, you know, everyone monitors it, and um, you get daily email updates on on how things are looking. Um, on, on top of that, you know, this we were, we were brief when we got here. You know, this is hurricane season something that you have to be aware of um that being said this is something that that the disney world resort has gone through um many many times over the years they are prepared for it there there are safety plans and um you know should feel generally safe in in the hotel itself so yeah there you know you monitor it and frankly by the end of it and obviously you know you have hopes that things will be okay in the Carolinas when this is supposed to, to make landfall later, but um, just a real light brush where we were, some rain, and, and you know, looked like any other day for us, frankly. Aaron, what's the overall vibe like on the campus there? Uh, are, do you see players mingling about? Uh, what, what what are you observing? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, they've just recently opened this up to there – there are three hotels that are part of – um, that the, the league is using, and there are now shuttles that go back and forth between the hotels. Um, so you can, if you get tired of, of the one restaurant here or two restaurants here, you can go to a, a restaurant over uh, at the Yacht Club or whatever it's called. Um, and, yeah, guys are going back and forth. Um, I think that will probably slow a, a little bit as, as playoffs come in and you're trying to kind of dial in and maybe you won't be quite as, as friendly with um people you're you're playing against but right now you know you definitely see a, a mix of guys that at a, at a dinner table or just wandering around catching up um you know it just it's it definitely has a a kind of an olympic village type vibe what do you expect uh, tonight uh, aaron uh, the jazz I, I would i would think would have kind of a little bit of a bounce back effort but the lakers are, are gordon and i were talking about this it's kind of funny they don't have a ton to play for really uh the i wonder where the care factor is going to be from them tonight yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, both uh, LeBron and, and AD were, were probable on, on the scouting report, or on the injury report, and, you know, maybe maybe their minutes will be limited. But um, Jazz have obviously struggled against the Lakers this year. That's really, really big team. Um, and obviously LeBron is LeBron. So um, poses lots of trouble for anybody. But, yeah, you, you know, not much, not much for them to play for. And, and right now Jazz are, are in a – basically a lot with Houston and OKC going back and forth, three, four, five, and, and Dallas creeping up. So depending on what you like in, in the postseason, um, there, there's plenty to play for here. So, Aaron, what do the Jazz do to combat that kind of deficiency as far as size goes? I mean, ball movement, shot making, Gordon. I, I guess that's <laughs> probably what it comes down to. But, yeah. you know, it's it, it's it's tough, and, and you know, I'm – might see a little more of uh, that Tony Bradley, Rudy Gobert combination um, that we saw in, in uh, the scrimmages at times. We'll see how that holds up. And, and um, you know, you just you need, you need to play, play your best if, if they're at their best. And that's, that's just the bottom line. That's where we are right now. 
Let me follow that up. I, and Jake kind of asked you about it, but I'm curious to know what the overall mindset is like with the Jazz. We heard a lot of talk from them, even in the absence of Boyan Bogdanovich, that they they talked as though they were very confident. Do you still get that sense from them? And how important is it for them to show well against the Lakers in order to maintain that after the way they played against the Thunder? Yeah, I, I still think there is that confidence, and, and I don't know. I don't think that's going to go away after, regardless of, of what happens tonight. Um, this is it's a really well coached team, and, and especially in a, in a playoff series, um, you know, you, you like what Quinn Snyder can do with the, with the game plan. Um, you know, you, you look at it. George Clarkson was four of seventeen. Donovan was five of fifteen. Um, that's that's a struggle. Like it, it's it's not what you want to see, but. These guys are not, you know, I don't, I don't think their confidence is why Jordan Clarkson is going to have absolutely no problem going out there and taking 17 shots again today if, if he has to. Um, you know, very confident with the ball in his hand. Donovan Mitchell the same way. Like, this, it's going to be okay. Aaron, thank you as always for jumping on with us, man. We appreciate it. Of course. You guys have a good day. Uh, listen to Dancing on the Ceiling for me next. You got it, buddy. That's our friend Aaron Falk, utahjazz.com. He's doing a little bit of everything down there, but uh, worked for the Trib for a long time, covering the Jazz. Great writer, great dude. Uh, stoked to have him on the show uh, every single week during this whole experience, Gordon. I, I am, I've, I've got to admit, I am jealous of him a little bit. Not that I would be in a big hurry to spend, uh, you know, a month and a half or whatever it turns out to be uh, down in Florida, isolated. But, I mean, what a historic, unique experience. Yes, unique is the word. Surreal. It's, uh, you know, he he said, and Aaron knows about this because he's covered Olympics, the Olympic Village kind of feel to it all. He's just wandering around looking at uh, various NBA players, just, you know, eating lunch or eating dinner, eating, you know, uh, uh, killing time. Uh, It's it must be kind of a strange thing. And then you've got those arenas where different games are taking place. And then within the arena. Each arena seems a little different as far as the intensity goes and the overall effect of what's happening. But there's n- nothing like this that you can point to and say, yeah, this is uh, this has happened before. As long as he's not playing doubles ping pong and flying in that L.A. work, he's got to be disciplined. <laughs> who was it who said that? Uh, was that Spencer Dinwiddie who said that? Just don't fly in that L.A. work. Fight that fight that temptation. What exactly does that mean exactly? I think it means fly in your girlfriend. Ah. Oh. Well, was that Gordon, changes everything. Was Gordon not with us when that, no, uh, I was, when I was that happened? Hmm. I was there. I just couldn't remember that that was specifically what he was referring to. Aaron needs to leave that L.A. work in Salt Lake City. Uh, well, I really don't want to comment on Aaron's, uh, you know, needs. Oh, come oh that was here we are having fun and we now have to hey i didn't creep, drag aaron into this conversation you did come on what a great and you got hurricanes you got hurricanes blowing through you got i mean it's crazy did you Wait. get your tickets to the aaron's needs concert or? <laughs> that's a great band name all right, we want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 
33. Chris Mannix will be on the show at 4. Stuart Mandel at 4.30. Good get today, Austin. That's terrific. Stay tuned. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. apparently is Lionel Richie and Alabama. What a bizarre pairing. I like it. Sounds, it's beautiful. Sounds good so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. There you go. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Uh, we've got what's going on coming up right around the corner. We'll check in with DJ and PK. Hans and Scotty as well. Or just Hans in, in today's case. He was out at Ronnie, uh, Ronnie McBride's golf tournament today out of Talents Cove. Did, was Hans outside? Man, it would be a rough day to do a radio remote outside. I hope he was. I do, too. And there was no canopy. Unless you're in the shade. Yeah, that might help. And you have a big, tall, cold drink. Because everyone on staff, you and Hans, are are very uh, fair-skinned. You'd be the last people that we would want not protected by the sun. I agree with that. Well, and then Hans had the baldness on top uh, of that. Yep, it yep. could be a could be a rough day for him. But they, Hans and Scotty love this studio ice cold, <laughs> and so I'm really freezing right now. So I don't feel bad if Hans was was overly hot on his show. Don't complete. It's 101 degrees outside. <laughs> be happy you're inside. I'm extremely happy I'm inside. You complaining that you're freezing. Gordon, how are you feeling? I feel fine. Yep, I figured. Well, Gordon, hey, but, he's but one of those people that keeps their house at like 87. No, I don't. <laughs> Although I do like it. I do like it a tad bit uh, warmer than my, than my wife. And a lot of times it's the other way around in relationships. But because uh, I, I, I don't mind the heat. Which I still I don't want, find I, weird. I don't want it stifling hot, but. By the way, during the break, tell me if this is true. Have you heard about this, Austin, Mr. Baseball? But I got this uh, this email, and I'm reading it during the break. It says, hi, Gordon. A one-of-a-kind Mike Trout baseball card is set to go up for auction with a minimum bid of $1 million and is expected to break the world record previously held by Honus Wagner card that sold for 3.12. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I heard about the LeBron card a couple weeks ago, a rookie LeBron card that went for over a million dollars. Aren't uh, are people trying to sell the the? Didn't Tops make a card at the Fouch that's going for like a thousand dollars on eBay? <laughs> the fa- Doctor Fouch, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they took his first pitch from the Nationals game <laughs> and they made a baseball card of it. You haven't seen this? They only made, I guess, they made like fifty thousand of them and they sold out in the first twenty four hours. And now, if you go onto eBay, people want like a thousand dollars for the the Fouch's baseball card. Wow! No, I didn't see that. What a waste of money. I agree. I could draw a better first pitch than that. Well, I mean, they 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 didn't show the aftermath of the pitch. You know what I mean? They've well, just then got what the, good is they've it? got the action shot to make oh. him to make him look cool. I wish yeah, it was that, one of those uh, uh, open uh, open shutters where it showed the the ball progressing towards the earth, two feet in front of him. Yeah. The well, but what was the Fouch's sport? Is it wasn't it basketball? Didn't Frank Layton yeah. tell us uh, yes. uh, that basketball. he was a basketball player? So mm-hmm. maybe he's not a baseball yep. guy. 
Apparently not. Well, I mean, he's a fan, but uh, not much of a. I feel bad for. There's a lot of uh, pressure on that first pitch. Is the back of it him sitting in the stands with the mask around his neck? Yeah, the halfway down. Or, (laughs) or uh, did they not get that in there? Where he was, where he was, you know, inches away from two other humans. Uh So now we're we're mask shaming the Fouch. Two strikes. (laughs) That's where for the Fouch. That's where we are. (laughs) Mask shaming the Fouch. Uh, but anyway, look up that baseball card, Gordon. It's going for like a grand on eBay. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, the Mike Trout one is uh, mint condition. He signed it. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, they're expecting it to go up to upwards of $3 million for a baseball Jeez. card. Wow. Not bad for a kid out of Jersey. Huh? Are you sure that email's not a scam? Yeah, maybe it is. It's one of those wire me the money in advance. And you send me a thousand, <laughs> I'll send back fifteen hundred, and eventually you'll get this baseball card worth a million dollars. You sure it wasn't uh, one of those? Is Mike, it from the uh, Crown Prince of Nigeria? Yeah, right. <laughs> Mike the Pyramid Trout. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Coming up next, we'll get to what's going on. Uh, DJ and PK had Dennis Dodd on today. Uh, we'll play a highlight from that. We'll talk about what's going on in the Pac-12. And uh, Hans was talking some uh, some NBA basketball, some jazz hoops with uh, some different guests. So we'll get to those highlights coming up next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.